Hello and welcome to Ride or Die, a podcast where we watch and recap episodes of Kamen Rider, starting with Kamen Rider Double, but now we're on Kamen Rider Blade. Yes, Kamen Rider Blade, my dude. Yes, and this is episode two. Episode, episode two. Dose. Uh, and uh, we're going to see what happens with uh, Kenzaki and the Locust Undead. undead. Yes. I always want to say Dopin. I'm so used to saying Dopin now. I know. Now it's undead. undead now, Tyler. Undead, Tyler. That's the key word right now. Very basic names right now because it's just the, the uh, what what the element is, which is like an animal or whatever, and undead. So no fancy names. So, uh, what what are you thinking for this episode, Mike? What do you think is going to happen here? Well, we did get like a brief glimpse of. A, a writer, a writer that we have not seen before, a really brief mm-hmm. glimpse. And I think in this episode, we're going to see that writer appear in this episode. And uh, of course, the continuation from the previous episode, since this is kind of like a, a part two of the last episode. So, yeah, that weird guy in the closet who was freaking out and had the heart card that he dropped. Yeah. Yeah, having oh. those v- having those Vietnam flashbacks and just like, come writer, come writer, come writer, who? So this is episode two of Come Writer Blade, titled "The Mysterious Writer." Episode aired on February first, two thousand and four, and again written by Shoji Mai and directed by Hidenori Ishida. So let's see, we'll see what's going on with with all the characters, including Kenzaki. And uh, Tachibana, Shiori, Kotaro. Just trying to remember names. Yeah, the names are, we're getting used to the names, people. So uh, it'd be a while since we're familiar with all the names. <clears throat> yeah, so let's, uh, let's, yeah. Hop, let's hop right in. Yes. Let's strap on our belts, put on our helmets, and let's ride. Let's ride. And that was episode two of Comrade Blade, titled The Mysterious Rider. Just who is it? I mean, we already know, but they don't. Yeah, that's the thing. The audience knows who it is, but the characters don't. It's very much mysterious to them. One note uh, here down at the bottom is that the episode shares its name with episode six of Comrade Ryuki and episode 10 of Comrade Fies. Though in the case of Fies, different Wikipedia translators working on the different series episode lists resulting in the Fies episode being known as the enigmatic writer to most English speakers. Enigmatic and mysterious are equally valid translations for the word Nazo, as in Nazo no Raida, the name of all three episodes in Japanese. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yuki and Fies. I didn't notice that as well in the notes, yes. Um, yeah, that's, we know who the mysterious writer is, but, uh, I think, uh, he's more than just a writer, I should say. 
Yeah, he's a little weird. He's a little he's a little quirky. He's got some things about him. Yeah. So let's uh let's hop right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade continues to fight the monster, uh the the locust, uh the locust undead. Undead, yes. From last episode. He scans his tackle card and attempts to hit the undead, but it springs out of the way and grabs him while flying. Uh, and when it springs out, it turns into this CG monster kind of thing. So you know yeah, how it is. So we've got some early uh, 2000s CGI to deal with, Tyler. Uh, not just the uh, 2010s CGI earlier in doubled this time. 2004. 2004 CGI, and it's it's noticeable, but it's um it works to blend in it, with the. It's not that bad. The, no, it works. I'll just say now that. CGI and Kamen Rider is like nine times out of ten never good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No matter yeah. what year it is. But it's also that, you know, they're not working with a crazy budget here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Just have to take that one. Yep. So the undead, uh, the undead uh, buckles. I not actually skipped the whole ass sentence there. Cosmo scans his tackle card again, and uh, he and the undead smash into the wall and both fall to the ground. The undead's buckle unclips and Blade seals it. I think this one was like a five, right? I think I think he said five, yeah. Yeah, this is a category five undead, whatever those numbers mean. Uh, Blade cancels the transformation and lies in exhaustion from the battle, and Shiori comes to help him. Yeah, that was lying that was... on the ground. Yeah, that's the cold open. And the card, I didn't mention the cards because uh, the cards, after sealing them, is there. So the bat was... Uh, scope. Scope. So they can scope things. And this time with the, the locust, kick. Is kick. So you can use a kick move uh, in the future. So, But uh, I didn't ask you this last time, Tyler. What do you think of the uh, opening song for it? Of Audio, Blade? The opening song? Uh... You like the, like the theme of Blade? Shit, what's it called? I had, I had just, I just had it. I was, I was cutting together the the song for us uh, last night. Uh, it is called "Blade Brave" by Round Zero. I mean, listening to it is actually, I like the like. I think I had said this before when watching the uh, intro way back when, but I kind of like this intro a lot. It's a uh, it's a decent song, and this time uh, they cut some footage with the the live kind of display of all the riders and characters. So yeah, in the in the opening we do see we do see Kenzaki, we do see Tachibana, we do see the new rider uh, who is uh, Hajime Aikawa. Uh, we do see uh, Kotoro drinking his milk. In the yeah. opening on the stage, you see Shiori like punching at some paper or something. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of dug the song. It's actually pretty, uh, good. It's pretty catchy. Yes, and our last episode, I did say that uh, the blade was the the club. That is a that's a mistake on my part. Uh, I realize that I'm an idiot and that he's the he is the spade because he is blade. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And Gar- Garn is the diamond, and this episode we meet uh, Chalice, who is the heart. So yes, the heart. Back. Yes, there's another writer in the mist. But um, yeah, after the co-open and the opening uh, theme, it leads back into the episode. 
Yeah, so uh, later both Shiori and Cosmo watched the security camera footage of Chief, Chief Karasuma's office. Sakia, as Garin, comes into the room and attacks Karasuma and leaves him with him slung over his shoulder. Shiori brands Sakia as a traitor to which Kazuma disagrees on. He questions that maybe Sakia had a reason, but Shiori tells him that she doesn't want to hear a reason. Kazuma demands that Shiori tell him what Bor exists for, what they are doing, and where all the undead are coming from. He asks her what he is fighting for. To be betrayed? The next morning, Kazuma sits outside Kotaro's house. Kotaro tells Shiori that he has been sitting outside for ages and that whenever he tries to talk to him, he doesn't respond. He asks Shiori what happened to Chief Karasuma, but she says she doesn't really know. All she knows is that when she came back to board, it was demolished. Kotaro asks her what board is, but Shiori doesn't, want, uh, doesn't know that either. She does tell him, though, that she managed to move all the equipment from board to the house. Kotaro accuses her of stealing, but Shiori vindicates herself by calling herself a lab member and that she put a lot of research into the lab. She goes upstairs with her luggage while Kotaro berates her about the amount of it. Shiori reminds him of her privacy and goes into her room. And that's when she's like, uh, just a reminder, this is a girl's room, so no peeping, no walking in without asking, stuff like that. Yep. And he was so, like, do you really... Do you really think I would do that? And then uh, she she closed the door by then. She opens it up, hits him in the face with the door, grabs her, <laughs> grabs her load, and she just goes, I think you are. Yeah, you're looking into it. <laughs> Slam. Another, like the third time somebody gets slammed in the face with a door. Yes, I'm counting how many times people get hit by the door, people. It's the third time so far. Uh, Kuro goes back outside to Shiori, who asked him how many times... Uh, he has been betrayed. That's a that's a misprint here on this in this wiki article here. Chiori's uh, not outside. Uh, God damn it! Freaking, God damn, Common Writer Wiki. Uh, well, it. don't worry, uh, Mike. If you remember, it won't be long before we we're not using Common Writer Wiki because uh, whoever was doing these just kind of stopped. Yes, uh, we have that same problem with Ranger Wiki on Into the Grid. So. Um... It's now you're in our world, Tyler. So, <laughs> so Kodoro goes back outside to Kinzaki, who asks him how many times he has been betrayed. Kodoro says that he doesn't keep count. Kinzaki tells Kodoro that each time it happened to him, he promised that he would never trust anyone again. However, he still trusted them. He calls himself naive, to which Kodoro agrees with, but labels it uh, a positive trait of Cosmos. Kotaro also tells Kazuma that he would prefer a person who's betrayed a hundred times rather than a person who betrays a hundred people. They call each other strange and are then alerted to Shiori, who says that there's trouble. Yeah, right she, there, she like screams or something, right? She pops she pops out the windows like, There's trouble! Come inside quick. And they start running up the stairs and it just there's a little fumble, but then they get to the room and they figure it out what's going on. Yeah, they race upstairs to find that the undead searcher is reacting. The map pops up to show an undead is in close proximity to where they currently are. The undead manages to suffocate a number of people by using his vines and, and wrapping them around people's mouths. Cosma appears hesitant at first, and Shiori asks him why he isn't going as he's a writer. She slaps him and asks him how long he'll hesitate for and if he is okay with watching people suffer. She also tells him that it is a writer's job to fight. Uh, and we'll we hear this scene again two more times as he thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of his 
thing now. It just it's backstory. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you to do, man? It's part of the writer's job, and it's like it's part of his, uh, you know, internal, you know, crises. Yeah, uh, his parents were killed in a fire, and he couldn't save them, and so that's going to be sort of his driving force. Yep. As we see that flashback another two times. Oh, yes. It's going to be constant as we uh, try to unfold his character. He leaves and writes off. At the Jacaranda, Hajime senses the undead without the help of a tracker and rushes off as Kodoro's sister is informed about the undead at the observatory. She begins to worry about Amane, her daughter, who is there with her friends. Amane and one of her friends are hiding behind a pole from the monster. Hajime quickly runs out and rides off on his motorcycle. Kenzaki arrives at the observatory and hesitates again. He remembers back to his parents before also remembering Hirote's words. Mm-hmm. Which he told him uh, not too long ago. Yep. The undead uh, shoots its vines out and wraps them around his neck. With Kazuma serving as the ultimate distraction, Amane and her friend run away. The undead start to drag Kazuma in, but Kazuma manages to transform, sending the monster flying away. They start to fight with the monster using the vines to leap uh, to a quick advantage. Meanwhile, Hajime transforms into the Black Common Rider on the way. The undead continues to dominate with its vines, but after getting hit by Blade's Blade Rouser until it escapes, uh, the undead finds a, a hiding Amane who runs off in horror. The undead begins to chase her as she trips over. It goes for her. However, Chalice appears at the last second, and knocks the undead over with his motorcycle. Yes. Like a big leap. Yeah, a very big leap. It just pow! Uh, both Chalice and the undead speak in a foreign alien language to each other for uh, beginning to fight. He easily dodges the undead's vines as they run around the observatory, with Amane following closely behind and watching, which she really should get out of there. Uh, the undead breaks a piece of cement off with his vines, and the remnants go flying towards Amane. Chalice realizes and quickly jumps in front of her, saving her, but taking a piece of cement in his back in the process. In yes. which we uh, he bleeds a little bit, and we see that his blood is green. Yes. Yes, yes. Chalice summons his weapon and knocks the undead over before escaping with Amane, his weapon, which is a bow. Yes. Uh, a, a bow sword kind of thing. Yeah. He can, he can slash with it. Uh, Kuro. Amane's mother and, Kenza- and Kenzaki search for Amane and are then met by Hajime, who is carrying her in his arms. Koro and Kazuma both stand up and look at Hajime, who tells them that he found her on the ground after falling over. Hajime walks off, ignoring questions from both Kazuma and Kotaro. Later, back at the Jacarana Cafe, Kotaro shows Amane a picture of Kamarana Garin. She tells him that it wasn't that one that saved her, and the one that saved her seemed to be talking to the undead. Koro next shows her a picture of Blade, but she doesn't recognize him either. Uh, Hajime sees the photo and reacts, getting up and walking to his room. Kotaro, Amane, and her mother all brief Kazuma on who Hajime is. Kotaro tells him that half a year after her sister's husband died, he appeared uh, looking for a room. Kotaro tells Kazuma that he doesn't like uh, doesn't like him, to which Amane tells him the Hajime is like a member of the family. In his room, Hajime stands there questioning what a family is and why he subconsciously saved Amane. His green blood continues to seep from his wound and hears the English language in his head. That language is weird. 
Yes, you know? indeed. Uh, Cosma and Kodoro continue to speculate who the other writer is. They agree that the other writer must be good because he saved Amane. The undead from before jumps down in front of them and attacks Cosma again. He's able to transform again and pulls the monster back. He draws out his blade rouser and fights the undead before quickly losing it. The undead continues to attack him, taking complete control. Cosma remembers Yori's words again. Yes. Fights back, claiming that it's his job. <laughs> he also sees a flashback again because yep. it's really driving him right now. Uh, Chal- yep. Chalice appears again and knocks Blade out of the way before attacking the monster. He easily sends the monster flying into the forest. He uses a tornado card through his bow and unclips the undead's buckle, which is a it was like a seven, I think. I think it was, it was a, seven. a seven, yep. By shooting an arrow at it. He throws his own card and seals it. And this is where he he doesn't even like do like a full arm swing for the card. He just kind of grabs one out of his pocket and flicks yeah, and it just forward in slow motion. Flicks it. It's in slow mo and just gets it. Do we see what card that one turned no, into? I, I was gonna say we do not see what the card is for that. So he took that for his own and we don't know what that is, uh after he seals it, so that's also a mystery to us. Okay. So uh, Blake confronts him, asking him if he's an ally before Charles turns on him. He says that everyone is his enemy. Imini- everyone is his enemy and continues to attack Blade. He leaves soon after, and Cosma cancels the transformation, questioning who that rider was. He answers a phone call from Shiori, who tells him that it's a writer's job to fight the, the, the monsters and that is he just going to stand there and watch his people suffer? It's not what she said, but she might as well have. No, I was going <laughs> to say, you're not reading the recap. I'm like, thinking where that come from? That was good. That was good. <laughs> she called him to remind him what she said earlier about letting me, watching people suffer. And he said, you're right. I just thought about that two minutes ago. Now she contacted she contacted Chief Karasuma's hard drive, which I don't know what that means. How do you contact a hard drive? I'm not gonna think too much about it. Uh, which has resulted in a holographic image of Karasuma lying asleep on a table. Mm, I think I, I would think he's dead. I mean, it's 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 he's not asleep. I mean, he looks dead, but he could be asleep. He could be, or you know, he could be in an induced coma or something. That could be. I mean, if it turns out to be a coma or sleep, that's fine. But I, I just assume he's dead because uh, this sort of thing kind of happened, and uh, Comrade Double with the chief uh, dying at the beginning of the show. So just it it kind of remind me of that in a way it's like ooh, this chief now is dead too and there's like some motive behind it now just to keep fighting and sealing undeads it could be but as we saw in the in the footage uh we probably won't know until we see garn again whatever he's up to mr tajibana mm-hmm. exactly I'm, I'm i'm just speculating i'm just giving you theories at this moment i'm i don't know i have not looked ahead i'm not cheated and looked at what's going on i'm just saying I'm I'm guessing at this point where I could be surprised. Well, Mike, think about it, right? Are you really gonna sit there and watch people suffer? Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean it's I mean I'm a writer, right? It's it's my job to do to fight, right? <laughs> think about your parents in the fire. I, I couldn't save them, god damn it. I'm uh, I was so close, but I couldn't. I was so young. 
All right, that's the end of the episode. We cut to the the cool the cool ending screen as most of these shows have. This one's a bunch of cards on the ground. Yeah, it does that thing where it, uh, the beginning and the outro is like it, it zooms into a card to give you the uh, cold open and the end screen. So, um, yeah. So I want to talk about the alien language in particular. Um, I've kind of I kind of peeked at who uh, uh, the character is. I've kind of I, I kind of know who he is. I don't know much, but I just kind of peeked at it. So he's definitely undead because mm-hmm. since the green blood and the he knows the language of the undead. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting how that unfolds for this character. Um, so yeah, I just I, I don't know much about it, but from all of the all of the other stuff I know about Common uh, Rider Blade through shows like Decade and shows like Zio and movies and stuff. It's that uh, Chalice, the the heart themed writer in this yes, season. Yes, Chalice. Yes, it's a little weird. He's not exactly a, a human person all the way. No, no, that's what I've seen. I've seen he's not totally human. So I'm I'm kind of curious what Chalice's human for uh, Chalice's true form is, even though. Uh, and I I think actually. Uh, I actually looked at it. I think he's actually the Joker undead, which uh, that's kind of the connection between uh, Double and here with Joker being a common name using in Common Rider. But uh, I, 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 I'll, we'll see. We'll see how Chalice goes. All right, Mike. So, what'd you rate this episode? Ah, but Tyler, there's the plant undead we need to talk about. Well, Mike, uh, on my document here, uh, the you way put- this is the way this is ordered, uh, we have the ratings first, then we have okay. the MVP, and then all to the far left is our ranking of the undeads. Okay, um, that's all right. That's fine. That's good to know. Um, because here's what I'm going to do right now. Hold on, as I bring this up. Uh, boom. Oh, maybe I that's should. Uh, that's why. Uh, Hold on. I, I keep forgetting you have to do this. Because you didn't give me access to the document, so I didn't All know. Right. Try again. Uh, can I refresh? There we go. Okay. Good. Now I see it. Okay. Okay. Uh, just ask me again one more time. I will just go fresh. Okay. Mike, what would you rate this episode? I would rate uh, this episode. It yet again, it's still so it's not like a standalone episode. Once again, it's all these episodes are going to be a continuing like storyline. So, as a standalone episode, um, I kind of liked it. I I've not had any issues with it whatsoever. I will give it. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a four again, like the last one. I'll, I'm yeah. giving four. I'm giving fours all around. I'd also give it a four. I think it was a pretty solid episode. Could be better. Yeah, still sure. a lot of setup to do. So, and we're still in the early bits of it. Exactly. Who's your MVP for this episode? I'm. I'm still siding with Kinzaki. 
as the MVP. It's his kind of story through and through, and it you kind of see him like, 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 even though he has a, several flashbacks and several callbacks to a dialogue that happened a while ago or just a few minutes ago, he still pushes through and does his job as Blade. I'm going to give it to Hajime, Commander Chalice. Ooh, interesting. Because he came in, he stayed the day, he did a cool like motorcycle jump. He did like he he did like that backflip to to uh to dodge the vines. Yeah, okay. I just think he's still a mysterious weird character and I don't know much he's a yet. Weird. So I that I, I, I will respect that totally. Okay, so uh now, the talking plan about the plant undead the plant undead uh i would honestly after watching him do some damage in this episode and oh oh actually to uh i'll say this first and i'll tell you something after that um i would actually put the plant undead actually above locust above locust yeah i actually kind of like this uh a lot more than locust and uh, especially more so than that. Um, okay. Plantism. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to get a little tough. Hold I know. I see it, dude. Um, I can. How about I just do this? So we're just, I'm just going to come you up can... here. Yeah, it's fine. I can plant. Locus, low bat, bat. You might, you probably have to do that for each time we uh rank something higher. But yeah, the okay. But yeah, the, the plant. The, the wiki does state what card the plant turns into. I yes, I was I was going to mention that. Um, but I was going to describe <laughs> the plant undead. Um. His vines are so cool. Um, it stretches out, and it's got like very spiky vines, and he's got his face just looks like a. It's weird. It's kind of like a. He's got like a beak in a way, but he's got like weird looking eyes, I guess you could say. But it's like a green motif going on as he's a plant, and a lot of spikes going on. And uh, the wiki does tell us what the card is, but uh, in the show they don't. Yes, probably something we won't see till later. So we'll probably do see this card uh, being used by Chalice in the future. So we won't say what it is now. We'll say it when it gets revealed on the show. So just hold be on fair. a second. Let's see. I noticed something about the card. I want to see if that tracks with the other cards here. Uh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, with episode one, scroll down. Yeah, it's in the cast. Okay, yep. So, uh, of course, it is a card, like a a playing card, with the the and the animal on it, and then the word that it does. A little bit of text that I can't read because it's probably not meant to be readable anyways right uh and then like a barcode at the bottom so that the toys recognize what exactly is going on there 
but uh so of course the first the the bat locust bat the bat undead dropped a scope card at eight and the locust one was a kit card at five yep. and above those numbers which i guess that makes more sense the numbers are for the cards a suit of cards yep. there is a shape that is relegated to the writer yes so the kit card has a spade the bat card has a diamond Yep, which makes sense because those characters use those cards. Yep. So we're now unfolding uh, what the cards are actually uh, used and what they are. So, all right. What about you? Where did you put plant in with your ranking? Plant, uh, being this weird, like this all black face with like green sides, lots of vines and stuff, viney hands. Uh. Is it? I would also put it over the other two. So I'm just gonna okay. drag those down. And there you go. You you're figuring stuff out. Removing the border just makes it easier. So I can go yeah, and change the number. There we go. There we go. All right. So as as for our rankings right now. Uh, I have plant bat locust, and you have plant locust bat. Yes. Now I get to rank the the, the monsters. Yes, that, that we established that we are both ranking the undead now, um, the monsters. So no more, it's... no more keeping my mouth shut about you putting NAFTA <laughs> below top ten. <laughs> hey, hey, it's uh, it's all even now because we're in our second season. We're kind of seasoned. Uh, uh, watchers now of Kamen Riders, so but yeah, that's the episode. That is next episode, episode three of Kamen Rider Blade, titled Their Secret. Yes, dot dot, dot. ellipses, dot. ellipses. Yes, so there's more, it's like I said, more secrets and mysteries to unfold. All right, uh, so. Uh, until we watch the episode, Mike, where can people find you? Mm, yes, people, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. I will post whatever nerdy something something all the time, movie, television wise. I have my own podcast network called Project Mixcast. I have several podcasts that you can probably check out. I'm trying to edit and upload those uh, as much as possible. Right now, it's just the. Godzilla podcast that I do called Minimum Monsters, but otherwise I do. I have backlogs of a spy podcast, a Disney podcast, a Turtles podcast, a time travel podcast that are going to be up on the on the Anchor site soon. Um, Anchor.fm slash Project Mixcast. You'll find your favorite podcast platform there as well. Uh, if you listen to it on those, those are fine. Anchor is host, my hosting site as well because it's a pretty cool hosting site overall. Followed on Twitter at Project Mixcast as I update the episodes and editing process and what I'm going through as I'm doing this uh, thing. Uh, outside of that, I do a Power Drift podcast with our mutual friend Sean. It's called Into the Grid. Tyler's also on that feed doing comics edition with Sean. Um, at the moment, we're uploading episodes of uh, Lightspeed Rescue coverage that we're, we've done 
a couple of months ago because uh, there has been like a hiccup in our uploading and editing schedule. So now we're like ahead in the future, but now it's okay because Sean's on his like, Sean and I are on his hiatus period because Sean's just busy with his life right now. We're going to record pretty soon. So it's all good in the neighborhood, but now you can just listen to our archive at uh, anchor.fm slash into the grid and check it out on Twitter at go into the grid. What about you, Tyler? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. And in my bio on my on my page, you can find all the other podcasts I do, including Trouble to Tipton that I do our mutual friend Sean, where we cover multiple episodes of uh, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody in one episode of a podcast. That's pretty fun. Uh, all the angles that I do with my, with my friends Zero and Sly, where we talk about uh, a bunch of games. Well, we talk about one game in particular for uh, a length of time. So far, we've done Persona, we've done Danganronpa, we've done Persona three and four, and we've just started five. Uh, we've done Danganronpa one and two, and uh, the next one will be about uh, the three anime and Ultra Spare Girls. And now we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, on the off chance that Psy isn't available. And then I do Game Over Screen with Sean and Brendan, where we talk about all the games we've played, all the gaming news, and what's coming out. You can find me. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash where I play video games uh, every Wednesday. Nope, every Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. As for this podcast, Ride or Die, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash writer hyphen die. Don't forget the hyphen, very important. And there you can find us on other podcasts and platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Overcast, Podbean, all that stuff. If you if you if you're thinking about it, you know, it's probably there. If not, you can contact us on the anchor page through the message button, leave a little one minute voice message, uh, either about it not being on a place or about your thoughts on Common Rider as a whole or Blade or anything really. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter at Rider Die Podcast and contact us there as well, as well as through our email at Rider Die Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, uh, your voice is important as we cover Kamen Rider Blade. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. What's your feedback on the show and our uh, coverage of it? So um, please do so. Once again, next time we'll be covering episode three of Kamen Rider Blade titled Their Secret. But until then, we'll always hope to be your ride or die. Ride or die.